Support for this Social Suplex podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Use the code SUPLEX at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase and free shipping on your order. And for the first five people to email your proof of purchase and purchase something from Manscaped, you can order all out courtesy of us for free. Email socialsuplex at gmail.com and email your proof of purchase to us at Manscaped and we'll set you up with all out for free. That is if you use the Manscaped code SUPLEX at your checkout order, you can get all out for free. And now, enjoy the show. Welcome to this new podcast experience called Great Match Generator, where we look at great for the greatest matches of all time and see what made them great. Um, I am your host, DJ D. Kooks, formerly of Getting the Ring, Danny Kukler, and I have Beast Mike of Getting the Ring. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Mike. Uh, I've been pretty good. I am I am Beast Mike. Uh, I basically we've Dcooks and I have known each other for a while. We've uh, he started on my sports lounge show. Um, we both went to school together, and then kind of transitioned because we both like wrestling. So getting the ring kind of started from that. And uh, I'm I know I'm a primarily sports guy, but certainly I do focus. I do pay attention to some wrestling, and I, I am an avid watcher and have been for many years. And then I have my friend Greg, who I met via his girlfriend, Jen. Um, and he is an avid pro wrestling watcher, too. Would that, that be correct, Greg? Uh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Um, Greg, uh, I kind of go by Wrestling Optimus online. But, yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan going back to the Attitude Era. I was kind of the textbook uh demographic they were aiming back then as a middle school boy um fell out of it in uh in the early 2000s but uh got back into it in 2016 through the YouTube community ah that's cool and and the reason why I wanted to do this project is because looking at the greatest matches of all time is something I've always wanted to do. Um, and I've become disenfranchised with, not disenfranchised, but 
I love current wrestling. Don't get me wrong. But it's become a chore for me to watch. Like, there's so much of it that that I wear myself out very quickly trying to keep up with it all and doing get in the ring sort of wears me out quickly. So I wanted to do something more laid back. Looking at greatest matches ever. Looking at something where where what made these matches great? Or or um or why did people why did footage watchers key in on these matches when when there are other matches where where we thought they were great, but you know, so this project's based off the greatest match ever project, which you can go to at gweproject.freeforms.net and they're actually voting on they vote every year on the greatest match ever. Um, I suggest not doing it right now because they're actually voting. They're actually in the process of voting on the greatest match ever, which actually concludes on at SummerSlam. But now Ooh, okay. next year, they're going to restart that whole process again and the list will be released again. And we will be sort of watching matches as we're going into the project so we'll actually be participating in the project as we are sort of you know you know um so i put all the 960 matches 960 something matches in a generator in in a basically an Excel spreadsheet that that and did the random number mm-hmm. and then I sorted for each episode and I choose four matches randomly the, the top four matches and then we watch them and we see what worked for us and what didn't. Huh, what were you going to say? I'm saying it's simple enough. That seems like a simple uh, methodology of how you did this. Um, I originally was going to watch three matches. This is what happened this week. And then I watched the wrong date for one of the matches. So we watched both combinations of one match because they were both on the project anyway. So one of them wasn't random. But but the combination was random, you know. Mm-hmm. So we actually get to see like how how something progressed. So so it's sort of like how and this for this project we're going in date order. So first up is Akira Maeda versus Yoshiaki Fujiwara from New Japan Pro Wrestling. 1-10-1986. Who wants to go first and what they thought about this match? Well, I'll just start out by saying that uh, I find it funny that you find watching all this wrestling a chore, so you chose to watch more wrestling. As a chore! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but <laughs> because it's funny because I enjoy watching wrestling, but I I like I like. Perhaps you didn't want to be bogged down to, with like current events, so like, oh, like what's going on right now in AEW with with the uh, with, with Cody and his title, or what's going on with WWE because of SummerSlam weekend and the Thunderdome thing they're doing. I, I think you didn't. It sounds like you didn't want to be bogged down to what's happening here and now, and right. this gives you at least time to oh, let's look back at what makes this sport so good. Right, and I think that's what I think that's why this sounds like here. Yeah, yeah, and definitely during COVID, I think it's gotten much harder to watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think, I think, um, I disagree, honestly. I think there are elements of older wrestling that aren't in, in, um, wrestling today that was done so well, um, but I think this match um, um, wasn't an example of was not an example of that because um, so so a little history lesson about how this match came to be. So this was the first time the UWF guys. So there was this offshoot promotion called UWF in like the mid '80s that 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 split off from New Japan Pro Wrestling, that, 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 um, that basically defected from New Japan Pro Wrestling and created their own promotion. It was actually the original Tiger Mask, and, um, I believe, I, I know some more experienced footage watchers are going to kill me for getting it wrong, but I believe, like, I believe like Maeda and Fujiwara were like two of the defectors from from Maeda was one of the defectors from this group that that so this was so rather than immediately jumping into like a New Japan UWF feud New Japan put together a series of singles matches trying to get a taste of what set the UWF guys apart from the New Japan style. Mm. So this is more of a showcase match rather than a feud match. So that's why I thought this match sort of bored me to tears because I was expecting like, oh, New Japan UWF. Like I heard about like all the like five, five, the 10 man elimination matches. And I thought, oh, those matches are so heated. And like there's like hatred in those matches, um, and but it didn't start out that way. Yeah, just watching it back a little, uh, watching it back over again. Yeah, it just seems like they're kind of trading hold for holds, and and but it doesn't have that. I guess that zest and that passion that you were probably thinking of. Like we watched some, we had some GITR episodes. We've watched uh, some classic matches in this time period where the wrestlers is just trading bombs. And I'm not, we really didn't see any until like the seven minute mark of, of any sort of like bomb trading was like, okay, that's a big strike or, or something like that. Yeah. I didn't really see that from the jump. I, I do, although I do see a rolling Liger kick happen. So that, that's a, that's a good way to kind of switch things in the higher gear. 
So, Greg, so did you say this is? Uh, yeah, did you say this is a? Because this was the year I was born. You calling me old? <laughs> <laughs> what year no, did you say? Um, 80, you say 87? 86. 86, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so real quick, is this Fujiwara of the Fujiwara armbar arm fame? Yeah, that, that's what uh, I was thinking of too, yeah. Interesting. There have been a few armbars thrown in this match. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because he kept using them, so I figured yeah, that was yeah. him. I, um, I was wondering if Chris Jericho studied under him to get uh, his <laughs> list of, of a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Armbar! Um, but, uh, no, I, I definitely agree with you guys. The, the, the work, especially watching a lot of modern wrestling, the work seems super-duper slow um, compared to mm-hmm. the, the modern style. Um which I guess is kind of a general rule that we've seen. Just things have gotten faster as time has progressed. Um, I just wonder why why exactly have things gotten faster over time? I think it because of the athletes. Like an attention yeah, span yeah, thing? Exactly. Yeah, I think it's the athletes. Uh, I think that's what Dekus was, was about to say. Yeah, I think it's just the, the pure the speed. The speed of wrestling has just gotten so much so much better. And I think the, the wrestlers are more fluid. I just think there's just more, and even big guys, like big guys are fluid now. Um, we're gonna see in like in the next two, in 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 the next two matches, like it's start, it's starting to come up, like the speed, and yet, yet the athletes in there are still hate each other, still have that have that aura of like and even in like the 2007 match we watched here with Eugene Nagata and Togi Makabe it's sort of not to compare because these are all uncomparable matches to each other because they're all wrestled in a different style but somebody to- told me about the shoot style evolution um there are like ten or so all shoots splinter shoot style groups that 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 all evolved about the original idea and its roots are in are in the Anoki's promotional ideas of making himself seem like a shoot fighter in the nineteen seventies with the idea that the fighting discipline was pro wrestling and carrying the banner. That's what John Philip Havage told me. Mm. Um, that and, makes a lot of sense. There's so many submissions in this. Like yeah. it kind of reminded me of the criticisms of Randy Orton these days, how he's just slow, well, but yeah. But it didn't look like rest holds. Like no, they, I they, say, these, are these no, guys these are, really these sell. It. Yeah. But I've watched a lot of shoot style. Not a lot of shoot style, but the shoot style I I like to like Volcan or like we're we're gonna get to Volcan, and he, he he I don't think he's like that um like that or like Vader Vader gets like in like shoot style and it's like more striking based um yeah um, but even holds they just like 
they look more believable. I think there's so many submission holds you see these days and um, what uh, John Cena's STF is the classic one where you just look at and you go, that that doesn't hurt. Like, it's no. not hurting anybody. Yeah, no. But all these submissions looked like, man, if you put me in that, I'd actually I'm in trouble. be in pain. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, like, it makes a lot of sense when you're thinking, like, cur- and that's when it clicked with me, like, instead of, like, having an expectation, like, oh, this is actually more of a work, it's more of a shoot that that's worked rather than a, a sh- uh, you know, you know what I mean? It's more of a work shoot. Like, well, like while we're stuck, what do, you, what do you think would be the, the most painful submission hold to be put into? Ooh. Probably stretch muffler. I was that's just a, thinking that actually. That's pretty good. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> Because they brought that back recently. And and D-Cook's not talked about this. Right before Big E used it on a a SmackDown episode. I want to see dudes like Big E or Braun Strowman use that kind of hold. I think they would be really good with it. Yeah. Big E looks amazing using it. It looks like he straight up dislocated that guy's knee. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think he used it on Miss. And it was was like. And I was geeking when I saw it. I was like, yes. I love this. Big E should be using that. Like the big ending's a fine finisher, but like that's that's I love Biggie using the submission hold. Like I think that that would be, um yeah, stretch mouth was pretty good because there's so many ways I could end wrong. Like like he like he could just <laughs> drop you, he could drop on your head, or like, you're literally just dangling from from that kind of from whoever's height you're using it from. Like that that's a good one. I'm thinking like just like somebody's hands pressing on the back of your neck like a full Nelson, and you kind of have, unless you could find a way to slip out like it, that's. I find that to be very, very painful because it's just, just so much uh, 260 pounds of force just jamming on the back of your neck. That, that's I, I find that to be a very painful hold. I think some of those British strong style finger bend hold things look yes. like super duper painful. <laughs> well, actually, get to what influence British, like the British strong style, like the world of sports stuff. Yeah, the, you know those holes that ever Pete done is like is like jamming your is like bending your fingers back while he's got your wrist. They're like, ugh. <laughs> I, will ugly, s- yeah. I will say, unlike uh, uh unlike Dan here, um, I'm really more into the pomp and circumstance around wrestling than the actual in ring action. Okay. Um, and so it was really interesting for me to see this whole presentation. Like, there's they just kind of no music uh introduced in the ring title cards um so it was just really interesting to see this super scaled back almost like indie style uh look to it and i'm one that loves the psychology of wrestling as you as you guys will probably get to know and some of you probably already know i'm more into the psychology of wrestling what moves make sense at what time like, like how, how does everyone react to what's going on here? Do people adapt during the matches? Like, I, I'm a fan of psychology in wrestling. I think that that's the thing that sticks out to me the most. I'm still trying to find my way. Um, I, I'm probably leaning more towards Mike, and like, I'm more into the in-ring action. I'm more 
um, of an output guy rather than input guy. Um, mm-hmm. People say what a guy brings to a match, match rather than what comes out of it. I'm more of what a guy what what comes out of a match, what 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 the actual result is. Um, and then what a guy brings to a match. Um, but 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 I can I can see arguments for all, all here. So let's go to like the Misawa Kawada Kobashi versus Jumbo Tawe and Fuchi match, the first of the two. And I love the ferocity in this match, the sense of urgency. Um, um, there's something about sense of urgency that I really like in wrestling. Like you're not going to feel out your 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 fighter for for 10, 10 minutes maybe you're filling them out for like one or two but but if you really hate them the guy then you're just going to go and really hate him and i really felt that with Kawada, who was in the um black and yellow and Tawai. I really felt that in both of these matches, actually. Kawada and Tower really hate each other. So I'll tell you right now, I had no idea who it was. Because <laughs> um, I, I noticed they didn't have, um, at least not English, uh, cards as they came out to tell me who everybody was. Uh, and speaking of like the whole pomp and circumstance, I noticed they, they all came out in factions though right yeah they're just kind of singles yeah I understand I think the only person I could picture was uh, I'm guessing Jumbo Serata or Saruta Um, I'm guessing he's the really big guy guy. (laughs) He was the big guy with the black tights, right? Yeah, yeah. So I could picture him and and uh, therefore figure out who was on his team. But otherwise, I had no idea who was doing anything. <laughs> but to me, I, I've watched All Japan before. So I can tell who's who because All Japan's very based off the colors. Like, Masao is green and white. Mitsuharu Masao is green and white. Kobashi's orange. Kawada's black and yellow. Tawe's red. That's they were known as the four pillars, um, mm. and those were their four biggest stars. Um, all had runs with their triple crown championship. All had runs as like the tag team championship. Kawada and Tawe were actually former tag team later on, and they would actually form a tag team after this feud called the Holy Demon Army, which is the best tag team of all time. That, that is a dope team name. It's also a good band name. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. But, very, very true. But one of my one of my things about this match is the way they worked over Kobashi's broken nose. 
see now that is psychology. I I, I love that psychology usage in there. Like it, it wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't expected to happen. But all of a sudden, oh wait, we've got something we can work here and we can really adapt to this. I love now. I love that psychology on the fly. Like they stomped on his face over and over again. Like, that's, that's, all, that's also pretty brutal. <laughs> this is what I like in pro wrestling. <laughs> that's, also, that's also pretty brutal. That's also pretty brutal and violent. Bro, this is what I like in pro wrestling. I could see if you're a first time viewer of All Japan and, and uh, this is the 90 match. This is the 101990 match. Um, this, um, it, it Who, just. Who's it, in the it, black it, pants with yellow stripes again? Kawada. Kawada. Okay, because he he gave me this whole impression of like almost like a bigger X Pac back in the day. Like he's that martial artist because his kicks were ridiculous. Yeah, Kawada. Kawada's kicks. He's known for his kicks. Um, those like kicks to the face. They're known as. They're known as the Kawada kicks. Kawada kicks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that they look stiff as hell. <laughs> They're known as the Kawada kicks. Uh, in fact, I so the slower pace to this match, again compared to modern wrestling, um, I really liked how it worked um, because, like for example. These days, you just see a string of moves, right? A string of really fast moves. And there's no time to breathe. Mm -hmm. Every time to breathe after, the audience could react. The guys could sell. Like, and and I really appreciated that because I could actually get this sense of it being a fight versus just a stunt fest. As much as I may like that. (laughs) Yeah much as you may like it, it's like... I know it can get much for some people. What did you say there? I know it can get a lot for some people. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes stunt fests are great. I, I love stunt fests. Sometimes there's a time and place for it. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, I, I I'm in the camp of just sometimes you need need a match where you can shut your brain off. I don't I don't need to think about every wrestling match. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. But the but the great matches are the ones you think about. I get what you're saying. You know. And I, th- so, I think these tags are, both of them are, are the ones where you think about them. The crowd gets 100% behind, in this one, Kobashi. And the next one, they get 100% behind Kawada. Which is interesting because when Jumbo got in the ring, there was a huge crowd pop. And I thought that was really interesting because usually you only see pops on like a move. But he literally just stepped in the ring and they went nuts. 
So I, d- I couldn't even tell if he was a heel or face because the crowd was going nuts for him. Right. Because Jumbo was one of the biggest stars in all of Japan back to in the 80s. Um, and Jumbo had just had that star aura about him. Um, that sort of went went to him and and what I loved about Jumbo in both of these matches is he's just a fucking grump. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it reminded me of like uh the rock and Hulk Hogan where they just stand there and stare at each other and the crowd's going nuts for it. Because they can feel the energy in the crowd. Yeah. The crowd, the crowd can just feel that energy and and I think that's what makes Rock and Hogan so good, and it makes these guys so good, is that they can sense the energy, and they don't they don't have to say a word. They they can just let the let the crowd speak for it, let the crowd speak for the energy in itself, and provide all the noise you need. And that that's that makes I just met that's another element of the match. I think that just really made sense. And then you get to the end stretch where it's where it's a bunch of flurries. Mm-hmm. Did and, they and do the finish the twice, movie. by the way? What? Did they do the finish twice? It it felt like they like uh because Jumbo wins, right? Yes. And it it looked like he went for a pinfall and his guys were holding the opponents out of the ring, but like there was some sort of botch. And then they just redid it. Did you notice that by any chance, or is that just me? Maybe that's just you, but... Okay. <laughs> but I didn't notice that. I was just in the heat of the moment. I was like, I was just enjoying it. Um, I, I was just enjoying it. He nearly decapitated Kobashi with that wire. Though. <laughs> hmm. That's um, one thing. That's one thing in Japan I noticed. They could throw some clotheslines. The second one was totally different, you know, because they didn't have that happening that accident. It was wrestled that. At a much slower pace, but it doesn't feel like a 50 minute match. Mm. The 42091 one. It doesn't feel. That match didn't feel like 50 minutes. You think it went faster than that? I felt it went a lot faster. And, like. Like, um. Like, I, I I felt like it it flew by, and it really like tried to be um it didn't wear out its welcome. Mm. Okay. And then what what stood out to me was the Kawada and Tawei hatred. The rivalry took pe- takes precedence. In the last no, decade, ironically, they've become one of the greatest tag teams ever. <laughs> uh, 
just knowing that in my mind just made it click for me even more. I think it's that's a yeah when when a rivals a pair of rivals kind of become allies, I guess, and they know they can feed off of each other, and they know the kind of synergy they have with each other. I think that just makes that kind of stuff special. And we've seen it for years of the rivals become allies situation, or idols become rivals. Um, we've seen that for years, and I think it's a pretty that is pretty cool though. That is a pretty cool dynamic that they they turn into. Oh wait. We, we we can really be a great team together because we we go so hard against each other. Uh, it's a good flow. It's a solid way to move in terms of wrestling. See, that's yeah. interesting because like I like storylines a little more than the actual in ring work um, mm-hmm. of wrestling. And coming into this not knowing the wrestlers and their histories together and stuff like that. Cause I don't really follow Japanese wrestling that much. Um, it, that did unfortunately, uh, take me out of it at, at times. So I was just like, okay, like I'm sure there's, there's something here that I'm just not getting. <laughs> um, and I'm sure if I knew the histories that I would probably get even more enjoyment out of all of these. Um, and this is when, and this is when the Super Generation Army gets their win over Saruta and and, and Saruta Goon. And this card's a hell of a card too. Catus Jack was on. It was Danny Smiley and Cat and Stan Hansen defeat Catus Jack and Texas Terminator Haas. Can Am mm-hmm. Express beat Dynamite Kid and Johnny Smith. Like. You look at some of these All Japan cards, and you're like, "Holy crap! It's a who's who of a lot of depth." Who wrestled? And and we'll get to a Can Am Express match, a very legendary Can Am Express match later, but much later on between between the. And expression Kobashi and Kuji. That I I think is the best tag team match of all time. But but I, I just love I, I just love that like oh I, I can I can get into any match and 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 sink myself into it. I know Greg's a little different, but hmm. but that's why hmm. I have Greg here. <laughs> hey, that's all good. Yeah, no. I I I honestly enjoyed it though. Um, uh, just in in general, when I sit down to watch wrestling, I'm not sitting down to go, oh, that's a great hold or or something like that. Um, but it was nice to sit down this time with that kind of on my mind because I didn't have the storylines and the the kind of character development to fall back on i just kind of had to let the match speak for itself um so that was a really interesting experience so i do like this project that you're doing yes and then we go to yuji nagata versus togi makabe two two guys we have 
two guys, me and Mike, who sort of follow in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But guys who are sort of all older when we follow them. Right. Two guys who have their moments in New Japan, but this was when Nagata was the IWGP heavyweight champion. And boy, and they throw hands. As Mike would say, defense. Defense would be insulting. I I just love this match because of the intensity, the hatred, like the subtlety. Of Makabe being a heel, and then this is a, this is an all-time great Nagata performance, in my opinion. Of like, because Nagata showed great fire, he showed great, great. Um, he sh- he just came out guns blazing, and then Makabe was right there with him. And I'm not normally a Togi Makabe fan. I just think he's sometimes lazy. He wasn't lazy in this match. I think I think he, you know what happened. I think it's because he understood the moment. He understood the, the, the championship situation, and he had to come. He had to come out and bring everything to a championship fight. And I think he understood what the moment is. I think he understood like, okay, I got to be special here. I have to be big time here. And uh, I mean, we totally did it. Makabe totally put it down. So uh, I think that that's what makes blood. I... the hard way blood. Mm. Like, like I, I'm like Nagata just like freaking like punching, like elbowing Makabe <laughs> in the corner until Makabe literally bled. I'm like, what? Why is that wrestling? I, yeah, I I have written in some notes here. I wrote, uh, I know New Japan has a 20 count, but this is ridiculous. Are we looking at a hardcore match? No, seriously, they have scissors. ECW. <laughs> bl- a hashtag blood and guts. Um, <laughs> and what happened to no laying your hands on an official? Because, first of all, is that a young Red Shoes? And second, he was yeah, beating him up. Yeah, <laughs> Red Shoes just doesn't give a f- Red Shoes, Red Shoes, I, I think he, he gets a lot of flack, but, but, uh, rightfully so, but, 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 um, for this match, it worked, because, because wrestling's supposed to be like this, a lot of brawling. Yeah, I had flashbacks to the, um, Brock Lesnar opening up Randy Orton a couple years ago, Hardway. Yes. When Lesnar just threw bombs after the second F5, yes. That is exactly what I had, had flashbacks to, because, <laughs> yeah, this was ridiculous. Yeah, he's just like, uh, yeah, I, I, wow, that, that was quite a, whew, that, that escalated so fast. Lesnar let Lesnar turn off the, throw, start throwing elbows, and he, just, he took off the gloves, and it was just on. It, it was a wrap. <laughs> the crowd was hot. The crowd, it was. <laughs> Out of these two men. 
So, so I told you I really like entrances. I, I noticed um, they cut the music. I'm guessing that was for copyright reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, um, they still cut the copyright. They still do it <laughs> to the day. <laughs> because but, he comes out to Twitter because he's like this descendant of Bruiser Brody. And Bruiser Brody used to come out to Immigrant Song. So it's like a cover. Okay. <laughs> Um, but then, and, and I noticed during these entrances that I'm trying to get into, Nagata has no time for an entrance. He just wants to get into this match. Let's go. <laughs> he just wants to beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, pretty much. He just wants to beat the fuck out of him. He reminded me, I guess of Minoru Suzuki the most. Like, that was the vibe I was getting. Um, very... They're both... They're contemporaries of each other. Okay. I could see that. But very... But different in, like, the way they were handled. Like, the Suzuki left at the right time, and then... And then... Uh, Nagata got thrown literally into the wolves because <laughs> because because Inoki made him. This was post Inoki, but but um but um pre like Boom era New Japan. Yeah, I just mean more in the like he's super duper so, serious. Inokiism. So Inokiism. Inoki literally booked his world champion against MMA fighters. Mm. So, <laughs> in pride. In pride. In pride, okay. So, so, he booked Nagata against Miracle Crow Cop in his pride. <laughs> <laughs> and thought that would be a good idea. Oh. Did, did Makabe do a whole tranquilo thing at one point. <laughs> it, it looked like he, he was pulling the whole Naito routine from, like, two years ago. I... 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 Well, I you guys are with that. I didn't notice it. Um, but... But they, they have, the, like, the similar facial expressions that kind of, like, I need to calm down, I need to calm down, like, be tranquilo whenever things got a little riled up. All right. Makabe was trying to slow the pace down. That's what it was. Mm. Okay. I don't think it's the same thing as Naito. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And I did I see Taroyano, by the way? What? Did I see Taroyano in there, by the way? Yeah, he was part of Great Bash. So, so yes, you did, actually. <laughs> you saw a lot of... You saw young Tomohiro Ishii in there, too. Um, they were part of a stable at the time called Great Bash Heel, which Makabe led. Okay. So these are some of the names I know following, like, modern New Japan. <laughs> yes, you did see Toriyama in there. I noticed it. 
I also saw young Raisuke Taguchi get uh, blasted by him. <laughs> Did anyone else notice that? I was like, young Taguchi got, tried to save Nagano and Doki Magami freaking blasted him. I'm like, I really, I really didn't catch that, but wow. It was young boy Taguchi, too. I was like, hi, Taguchi. <laughs> And bye. But, but that match was freaking great. Uh, I, like, where I went on... I do ratings, so we don't... You, Greg, you certainly don't have to do ratings, but but I went four and a half stars on this, this bad boy. The fire, the energy, the passion. Um, probably that for me as well. Uh, the, the fire and the energy involved. The uh, it, I think of nice little cameos of some of the guys who have become the the, fu- the then the future now present of the company. I thought was was a nice touch, and obviously the maybe the most famous referee currently in wrestling in, in Red Shoes, um, also being there. And doing this thing, so yeah, I think it's a it's a good look into the present and the future at the time of New Japan. Um, I don't know what I'd give it like star rating wise. I'm probably just around the same as you guys. Um, it was definitely the more mo- most modern um, match we saw. It had the most people like I'm familiar with, so I felt the most comfortable with it, and I definitely enjoyed it the best. Yeah. Yeah, and then I I I gave the uh, the 1990 match four and a half stars. I gave the 91 match four and a quarter, and I gave the uh, Maeda Fujiwara's three and a quarter. Mm, I'm with you on the on the 86 on the uh, Fujiwara match. I think it, it did start out relatively slow, and then I guess picked and picked up towards the middle, which I thought was good. And the two matches, uh, and the two matches in the nineties, uh, four and a quarter probably for each. Uh, I just love the, them working over Kobachi's nose. That's why. Really yes. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, actually, no, you know what? I'm gonna give that one a little bit higher. I'm gonna give that one a, a tad higher because I've never loved that psychology. That's why I was like four and a half. Yeah, I, I'll give I'll give that one a half because I thought I'll, I'll get that one the extra, extra quarter point because that was I love that psychology I love that that was that was awesome. Yeah. So. So. But but um. But that's how. I, you, Greg, you certainly don't have to do star ratings. <laughs> um, I I will say with the men uh, matches um. I'm. I've always been a big fan of factions and faction warfare. So having like I don't a six mind man match kind of, yeah, it kind of felt like that faction warfare. So I definitely had fun with those. Um, and uh, especially the 1990 match, I noticed the fans were like freaking out, and, and it gave me this ECW feel. Um, mm. <clears throat> with like just the fans in that old ECW arena, just all over those matches. So I, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, big boy Jumbo uh, getting the win. Yeah. I, I, sure, four, four and a quarter, something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Certainly. Certainly. And we're going to see more Big Boy Jumbo in our next episode because I already randomized everything because I'm I'm a bit of a weird weirdo. And we're going to ECW for our first match, which is Juventud Guerrera versus Rey Mysterio Jr. From 9-3-80-1996, which is the great, great, big-ass Extreme Bash, which is on the network. Mm-hmm. Then we have All Japan Pro Wrestling. More Jumbo Saruta. This time he's great teaming with, with the great Kabuki and Takashi Ishikawa versus Asusha Hara. Toshiaki Kawada and Samson Payuki from 311, 1980. I believe that. Let me let me look on the spreadsheet. It's from it's from 88 or 89. Progress. Then we go to progress, and we go to Walter versus Timothy Thatcher from. From 128-2018, that's Progress. I forget what chapter show that is because they've had so many chapter shows. That should be good. Mm. I love the physicality wrestling, of so that's going to be awesome. Mm, the physicality of both of those guys, man. That's, uh, the, the physical striking of Walter versus the physical tech wrestling of, of Thatcher. That's going to be fun. And they were a tag team at one point. No kidding! What? The ring comp. On the Indies, <laughs> so this is the Battle of Ring. Wait, Thatcher was that in that legendary match. It's Jumbo Saruta versus Mitsuru Misawa. I think we might be losing you. June 8th, 1990, Mitsuharu okay. versus Jumbo Saruta. Did you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I, I heard you. I heard you the second time. I didn't hear you the first time. I got you now. So, so we got a little more big boy Jumbo. Yay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, plugs. I'm uh, twitter.com slash beastmike. Is, uh, that's where you can find me on the, mostly on, on social media. I'm all over the place uh, tweeting about the, the NBA playoffs just starting last night. The NHL playoffs have been going on for the last week or so. I'm, I've, been, I've been on that. I've been on the, uh, obviously, baseball happenings. And uh, just that's generally where you can find me, uh, mostly. I mean, I'm on Facebook and, and other sites as well, but mainly twitter.com slash beastmike. Greg. I am on Twitter as well at PSU Optimus, just like the uh, Transformers character. And uh, but I do mostly YouTube stuff. I uh, review um, WWE and AEW with my action figure collection, um, and that is under Wrestling Optimus. If you just search for that. Awesome, and you can follow me at DJD Kooks on Twitter. And 
And I'm looking forward to episode two. All right. So thank thank you all for joining me and and yeah, th- thank you all for joining us for this wonderful episode.